Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cut episode 52. We're mm-hmm. up in Toronto today. What? I was just I was what? confirming oh. episode 52 because that's a full year. That's a, I think that's a uh, you know that's a monumental moment. My my volume is messed up over here or something. Uh oh, um, am I too quiet? I was like, a, no, 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 you're good now. Okay, good. okay. Uh, we're up in Toronto today. Is known as Wednesday, February fifteenth, twenty twenty three. But here in Toronto, fuck, it's <laughs> explicit already. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, you Check give me one box. week off, and dude, I'm I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> but here in Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day, gumdrops. Oh, okay. Finally, a food of the day I can get behind. They're delicious and nutritious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so gumdrops are this those little, like sugar balls that you decorate like a yeah house, right? Yeah, I think it's just like gelatin and sugar and a little bit of food coloring. I'm t- where, where, where does one purchase these? Like, do you, do you just go to the food store? They have them there. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have bulk barns down in the U.S.? No. Okay, so bulk barn is a great concept for people who don't know. Basically, it's a store, and you bulk go in, barn. and there's just these like plastic bins with little clear lids on them and you get a scoop and you get a bag and you just go around to all the different plastic bins you open it up you scoop it you drop it into your bag then you take it up to the front cash they weigh it and they charge you based on the weight so it's you can get all sorts of little candies you can get like baking stuff like if you want to get flour in bulk it's i guess a good place to do that i don't know i'm not really a uh, baker so i'm familiar with this concept <clears throat> Where like maybe one or half of an aisle at our grocery store has this. But this is an entire store? Entire store. You buy everything in bulk. So and they, and the, so probably I would say like a quarter of it is like baking stuff. And then the other three quarters of it is just like different types of candy. Great store to go to before you go to the movie theater. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. take a little, uh, little Ziploc bag, a couple of scoops of each candy you throw it exactly. in your purse yeah exactly go. that's the best that's the best part about having a partner is just being able to utilize their purse to smuggle stuff into the movie theater oh yeah i mean she <laughs> has a, a, a purse specifically for movies oh does she does she have like the big jumbo size purse oh it's massive it's like a duffel bag yeah you get a six pack in there you get a bunch of get a bunch of different <laughs> types of candy a couple bags of chips yeah, we've talked party. about this. I'm not going to a movie if I'm not bringing a six pack of beer. That's yeah, that's the best way to do a movie. Me and my friends, I, maybe I've talked about this on the podcast. We used to like smuggle in a six pack of beer and then you wait for just the right scene in a movie to like crack it. So you wait for like okay. a big explosion and you crack your beer so that nobody around you can hear that you're cracking the beer. <laughs> so. Uh oh. Oh, no, we're losing Eric. This is the first technical difficulties of the new platform. Uh Uh-oh. Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. Okay, okay, I'm back. 
So I usually, uh, that was really weird. My, I checked my Wi-Fi and it went out for a hot second. Oh, um, weird. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, oh no, StreamYard is going off again. <laughs> but, uh, where was I? Oh, so I usually do it during the previews at the beginning. And so I'll wait for like some like big loud bang or something like that. Yeah, and exactly. Instantly still when I crack it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Miranda tries to pull it and it's always like you think it's going to be a loud bang and then it gets really <laughs> quiet and then you just hear. <laughs> and she gets so embarrassed. Oops. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> sure is. Um, okay, so I feel like we got some housekeeping stuff to do. We also have some questions from the live chat. So what do you what should we do first? I don't I don't well first off let's uh anything I need to catch up with from last week I wasn't here yeah last week we have we had at least one new patron that I forgot to read because we had the guest yeah we have a guest you like it's really hard to get in the flow of announcing new patrons so that's one thing we definitely have to do okay well let's knock out our new patrons first so first new patron and he was giving me a hassle about it yet, or uh, when I saw him last week. Oh. Uh, uh, Jason Bent. Oh, yeah. Not familiar. From Bent's Woodworking. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think it's a new channel. Not familiar. No. Uh, he was giving me hell last week because I was with him most of last week. And he was like, I signed up to be a patron on your podcast. And you <laughs> me out. Sorry, like, yeah, Jason. Well, I was like, well, how it, how it happens is... It's usually like a week delayed until mm-hmm. we actually get the podcast out. So, sorry, Jason. There you it, go. Oh, and he's got a uh, he's got a podcast too. Oh, uh, Green Suitors podcast. He does Green it with uh, Sedge from Festool, and then oh, yeah. Ronnie Fulton just uh, joined on. Green Suitors podcast. Okay, I got that pulled up on my. Uh, I got that a listen. I got that pulled up on another window here. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Awesome. Um, He's only a five dollar patron, so you know. Eh, well, it's all he right. gets the he gets the one plug if he wants the weekly plug. He's got to upgrade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> better than better than all these other freeloaders, though. And then our <laughs> our other new patron is an apprentice, Ooh. Bailey Thompson. Bailey Thompson, that's a strong name. Female or male? Bailey Thompson. I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, Bailey, write in and let us know. That way, we can yeah. properly. Use the right pronoun or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then we got a returning top tier patrons are Cockers, mm-hmm. Luke Schmidt, Derek Jennings at Pecan Tree Designs, Corey Duvall, Ooh. Jason Price at Priceless Pro Designs, and Scott Eastman at Eastie's Woodshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Zach, I'll let you. I'll let you take the super top tier. Well, okay, so I was looking at our Patreon the other day, and did we lose our super top tier, or was he back? Had a little trouble with the IRS? I don't know. Patreon's weird. It's that thing, like, where if you check just on the right day, it's like where they try to bill people, but then some people get billed on one day, and then some on the other, so... Yeah, when you do Patreon, you can basically decide, do you want to bill everybody on the first day of the month, or do you want to bill them on the day when they signed up? Like, right. so if you sign up on like the 16th of the month and you get billed on the 16th of the month every time, um, let's just call it like it is. Patreon is crapshoot. Oh, man, it is just the worst platform. So, so we were talking in the discord group. I have a good plug for the discord group, by the way. We uh, we got some new channels up on the discord group. We got the dork dungeon where we talk about uh, 
all, all things computer related and DIY Ooh. related. Um, but some of the guys were asking me on the page, um, on the Discord group, what's up with the stickers and the T-shirts? And I was like, guys, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody sent me a message about it. And so so I guess our our, our top tier, top tier oh, right. <laughs> is the power cocker formerly known as Wes. Yes. And so the deal is with Patreon, patreon.com slash off the cup podcast. You get access to the after show, a bunch of merch and all kinds of other cool stuff. But like you were saying, apparently people haven't gotten their stuff. Yeah, so I was trying to look into it, and it's just like completely inscrutable for us as the creator, as far as I could see. Like, I poked around for a little bit, but I couldn't find anything. Right. So I don't know if we're so, going to have to get on tech support and kind of send them, you know, send them a little, hey, what's up? So I actually did that because I was talking to oh, one okay, of our sweet. patrons. Um he was like, yeah, you know, I never got my sticker or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, it's automatically fulfilled through Patreon. We don't touch any of it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I reached out to tech support and they said that you had to do something. And I'm like, oh, huh? Okay. So we're trying to get that solved. So genuine yeah. uh, apologies on, on that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a plug and play. Like we just set it up, click a button, then we don't touch it. That's what we pay a large percentage of the <laughs> yeah. Patreon money for and it's not working. So uh, technology is wonderful for that. <laughs> but no, I'm glad that you told me that it wasn't just one individual that was having the issue with multiple people. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we should maybe off screen. We'll verify and make sure it's not the same person just reaching out in multiple places. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so. What, do you want to talk about what you got going on? Do you want me to talk about why I wasn't here last week? Yeah, let's talk about why you weren't there. I mean, it's uh, anybody watching the live stream might have an idea based on your uh, based on your clothing right now. <laughs> They're not there you go. Clothes. No free product placements. No right? free product placement here. So um, last week, uh, Tuesday, we went to go see Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. which was killer. So that was going nice. to be the, uh, we typically do the podcast on Tuesday nights. Went to go see Adam Sandler live. And then Wednesday, I got invited to the Festool launch event thing mm-hmm. over in Indiana. So that mm-hmm. was probably fifth, probably 50 ish like makers. Um, there were YouTube people, there were TV people, there were Instagram people. There were contractors there. I'm um, kind cool. of all over. And it was just like a, you know, welcome to our headquarters. They want to show you around. Uh, they had a big like PR thing where they had all their tools that were coming out and uh, anytime throughout this year. And it was a big like cocktail party, basically. So you oh, just awesome. got to hang out and you talk to whoever you wanted to talk to. This is awkward. I got to move my screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and just got to interact with all of you know everybody in the community and then mm-hmm. around tools and like check out some other tools so it was it was really neat that's awesome i knew a lot of the tools that were going to be there okay but i think the coolest one um i can, I can quickly recap there is a track saw that's specifically for cutting laminates oh so More like teeth? if you ever cut uh, melamine, and yeah, 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 no matter what you do, it always chips out. Chips out like crazy. A little piece of tape I find 
right. helps. If you put like right. a little bit of painter's tape over your cut line, that definitely helps. But so this one is it's a like their standard track saw, but then it has a small, probably like inch and a half blade and the front of it that also rotates, but the opposite direction. Ew. So the track saw blade cuts upward, mm-hmm. right? And then this little teeny tiny blade in front cuts downward. Ah. So it basically scores the top edge. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, it is razor sharp. There is that's zero cool. tear out. Wow. That's awesome. So, I mean, I don't really use melamine, so it would be nothing I would ever purchase. Yeah, maybe a veneer plywood or something, though. Probably help with yeah. that, too, I would yeah. imagine, right? So uh, there was uh, what was the other thing they did. New drill bits. Nobody really gives a yeah. damn about that. Um, it seemed like there was some more cordless stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're like miniature, like cabinetry drill. Oh. They used to have on its own like proprietary battery system that didn't mm-hmm. work with any of the other stuff. They updated that, made them smaller, and now it works on their 18 volt line, which cool. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you get the sense that they're doing more of a? Because I, you know, I saw two things out of the because I saw everybody's stuff on Instagram. Seemed like a yeah, nice they made like, us meeting post it today. <laughs> yeah, seems like a nice meeting, great to meet other people, and then seemed like there was a little bit of a push on their cordless tools. That's the impression that I got, anyway. So, do you think that they're trying to make more of a push into cordless tools, or is that just maybe some bad info that I <laughs> misinterpreted? <laughs> I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to share, but oh, okay. um, I'll just say, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Based on what I saw other people posting and Festool posting, it seemed that way. So I think it's kind of, you know, it's kind of in the zeitgeist. It's out yeah, there. Right. And there, I mean, there are some people that I was able to talk to there and they're like, oh yeah, you know, X tool is going to be coming in like three or four years from now. And we're like, Oh, okay. So that they, was pretty cool. They think that far out, eh? Three, four years. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow, crazy. That was pretty wild. Um, there's a new track saw corded one that's like slightly bigger than the TS55. It's called more, TS60. More, more depth. Right, more depth. Yeah. Um, okay. Really, honestly, one of the things that blew me away was the cordless table saw. Did you see any videos of that today? No, I didn't. So it packs up in a sustainer. Oh, cool. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Keep keep talking though. It has a computer screen on it. So if you want the blade set it, say like like inch and a quarter, you type in inch and a quarter and the the blade just goes zoop. Goes no way. That's cool. Height. And then you can say like what angle you want the blade on. And again, 46 degrees, it goes zoop. Wow. It's wild and you I can wonder, have like presets and stuff i wonder if you have to like calibrate it every once in a while but yeah, that's awesome oh that would be so handy for the job site yeah it looks like it runs on two their 18 volt batteries yep yeah, two of their batteries very cool um, and also that was like a slider table so you can do cross cuts and stuff it's honestly it's it's genius so I think that's a great. Well, okay. Anything else you want to talk about from the festival event? Because I think um, we have a, a question from the YouTube live stream that that would segue oh, nicely into. See, there was. They basically, for what I can tell, it's a pair of Isotunes headphones that they just branded Festool. There might be something slightly different. Um, um, you know what? I, I this reminds me. I had a set of those Isotunes headphones. Oh, I want to hear your feedback. I was. I I didn't like them. 
Okay, I've never I, used they, them. Yeah, that like they did a, like a so-so job of blocking sound, and they Ooh. sounded pretty crappy. So honestly, uh, now I have a set of um like the Samsung the AirPods, but Samsung makes sure, them. Sure. Honestly, I find those are both superior in terms of sound quality and noise canceling. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But maybe the well, Festool ones enough. are better. Maybe Festool put a little secret sauce on Who them. knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I wasn't able to get them to say if it's the same or not, but it looked the same, but I can't okay. tell you. Okay. Okay. Um, Usually that's a good indicator. Saw. Oh. Do you see that Recip really? saw? No. Recip saw. That when that you hold too. it, it doesn't feel like you're getting hit by a truck. Like oh, it doesn't that's vibrate a big feature. Like crazy. How does it? I want. Does it? How does it counteract it? Oh, it's got dust extraction too. Yeah, I, I, like I, that. I guess the guy said it's got some kind of like suspension system thingy in it. I don't know, but it was cool. like you could hold it with one hand and it just didn't make you go like. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeth together. Um, that's awesome. Got dust extraction. Then the other thing is like a masonry grinder with dust extraction. So if you have to like grind concrete floors, yeah. you can do it with zero dust. That's cool. That's uh, very handy. I had uh, I ground the floors in my shop and I had a big like basically like a floor sander uh, yeah. that I used to grind the floors. And ev- like even that hooked up with a uh, shop vac directly to it. It still made a ton of dust. Like the, oh, I can imagine. The vacuum helped, but it wasn't, it was far from perfect to say the least. So that was pretty much what they had. And That's then awesome. tool wise, I'll recap the other stuff real quick. And then uh, uh, several of us stayed the next two days to do like a charity build off. So there were mm-hmm. um, two different teams. I, I wrote people's names down because I was going to forget it. So it was my team. I was saw me, that. Me, Eric Gorgeous from Craftsman's Legacy. Annette from 513 Woodworks, Jess Crow from Crow Crow Creek Designs, Ronnie mm-hmm. Fulton from Fulton Fine Furnishings, Dusty from Dusty Lumber Co. He's up by mm-hmm. you. Um, and then Brent Shively from the Festool. The other team was Mike Coffee from Coffee Custom Woodworks, Alma from Pink Soul Studios, uh, Shar from Wooden Maven, Derek from Derek from Malden. Jason Bent from Bent's Woodworking, Scott Couch from Get Off the Couch Designs, and then Sedge from Festools on their team. Nice, nice. Couple, uh, couple of friends of mine there. I like uh, some of those names. Yeah, are pretty I was, familiar. Yeah, Shar was like, yeah, you know, I've known Zach for a while, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Once we get the uh, the live stream or the podcasting situated, we like we definitely want to get you on there because we want more more females on the show. Yes. Uh, I, quick shout out to Shar. She was like so inspirational in getting me to start a YouTube channel and to just take like the whole Instagram thing more seriously. Like she was so right. encouraging to me early on. She was like, Oh, you re- you got a real talent for this. You got to get going. So I honestly don't think that I would be where I am today without her encouragement early on. So I owe her a lot. And yeah, she was super she, nice. She's nicest person in the world. Nice. I met her husband and her kids. They're all fantastic. Um, she's a Atlanta native, so she'll almost oh. certainly be at Workbench. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody that I talked to there said they were going to be at Workbench, so we were excited to kind of yeah. reconvene, meet up again. 
Yes, yes, that'll be good. We'll have we'll have to do some podcasts while we're there, so we'll have to bring some equipment. <laughs> oh yeah. So I got to get in my my plug. I have to I have to get in. Uh, we bu- basically built the furniture, and then the we're gonna raffle them or ra- not raffle uh, auction them off for charity. So all Fantastic. the proceeds go towards. Oh man, I forget the name of it. I'm so sorry. I forget the name of the charity, Uh-oh. but it's a local uh, Indianapolis charity. Cool. So if you're interested at all, just go to the festival website and uh, you can bid on it. But that's, that's all I have to say. A bunch of cool stuff. It was a fantastic time. Unbelievably exhausted, overwhelmed in a positive way, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you build everything from scratch there or did people like bring pieces and you kind of assembled? No, dude. In a, a day and a half, we had to we walked in a room and they go, here's your lumber. And you have to design, build, sand, and finish an entire piece. And it had to be done by noon. We finished oh my, with three noon? minutes left. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. But there was like epoxy inlays in yours and stuff. I know. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. It was it was stressful, to say the least. Yeah, that's impressive, though. <laughs> I mean, at least you had good tools to help you out, right? That's true. We didn't have a, yeah. uh, a jointer or... A wide belt sander and our slabs were pretty flat yeah but they they weren't perfect i'll tell you that so it was challenging <laughs> yeah a lot of enough. rotex sanding right right well what i saw looked really good so i'd say you guys oh was that a little bit of far, gin right? you got there yeah somebody's got to do it <laughs> old gin night <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so uh what do you want to do hit one of these questions that's enough about me blabbing on all right. All right. Yeah. Well, let's we were talking about uh, table saws there and we had a question from the live chat. I figure this is a good plug for people to watch the live stream on YouTube sure. and then we'll try and answer questions live as they come in. Um, so Michael Orlando wanted to know why you chose the Harvey saw over the saw stop. Yeah. So table saw. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess for people who haven't kept up, I did get a new table saw. It's. The Harvey something. I don't couldn't tell you what it's called. It's okay. If you go on the website, yeah, the gold thump, something. I look, every but every tool company, look what Apple does in terms of naming conventions. IPhone. Now, do, iPhone one, iPhone two, yeah. iPhone three, iPhone pro. Like it's it's scrutable. You don't have to know anything about iPhones and you can figure out which one is uh. better than which. So start doing that with all your tools. Call the the Festool Impact Driver One, Festool Impact Driver Two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the only the only reason I know a lot of the Festool stuff is because like TS in my head, it, yes, it means track saw, but it's actually German for something. Oh, track and so saw. All of the stuff, yeah, track and saw. <laughs> <laughs> all of their things are 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 German, but. Uh, yeah, so I got the Harvey something or other. Um, I really had no plans of purchasing a new table saw. My table saw mm-hmm. was fine. I mean, just like anything, you know, it, was, it had wear, but it was still very, very serviceable. So what, what, um, it was your old one was a Delta. Uh, it was a rigid, but Delta's the rigid. same thing. Right, yeah. right. We gotcha, gotcha. They just, gotcha. yeah, they just slapped the rigid, just slapped their name on it. They didn't, they were yeah. like, ah. We're not going to yeah. reinvent the wheel. We'll just slap our name on it. Oh, you know, uh, we were talking about power tool companies a while ago. 
um, and how we kind of lump Rigid in with TTI. But uh, Rigid depends on the department. Yeah. So what I learned is that Rigid is actually its own standalone company and TTI manufactures all of their cordless power tools, but they don't right. they're not actually owned by TTI, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Weird, yeah, weird little distinction. Yeah. Yeah. So what was this? Oh, so I, I really had no plan of buying a new table saw at the time, but um, the guy, Jeremy from Harvey. Uh, reached out and he was like, hey, can I get you set up with the table saw? And I was like, sure. Yeah. So why Harvey over saw stop? Well, truly, when Jeremy reached out and asked if I wanted one, I waited a few days. I reached out to saw stop and they basically gave me the middle finger. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I was like, if somebody's offering to give me a, a saw, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I have no obligations like they're like yeah. you don't you could say it's the worst saw you've ever had in your life and we don't care i've wanted to reach out to saw stop about a couple things i have a bunch of saw stop products and i've paid like full sticker price for all sure. of them um but i did meet some reps at uh workbench like you know a couple of years ago but i didn't have a very big following then i was like yeah. ah, i'm not gonna like bother but i i have thought about it but maybe now that i know that they just they gave you the middle finger maybe i'll i'll look somewhere else next time i need a uh upgrade or a new saw <laughs> okay. well did you hear what happened to jason hibbs from bourbon Moth? no i didn't so uh oh trauma alert so hold on, let me and I could be misspeaking on this story, yeah. but it was something along the lines of he reached out to them and was like, hey, would you be willing me to get a, would be would you be willing to send me a whole setup and it just, you know, exchange for like product placement or whatever and a channel his size that's more than generous of an offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they were like, no. So then he was like, well, F it. I'm just going to go out and buy one myself because I need a mm -hmm. new saw. Mm -hmm. After he got one, then they were like, hey, we'd be interested in doing some promotional stuff with you. And he's like, well, why don't you just refund the price of my saw? Because I bought one. And they go, yeah. oh, you bought one? Never mind. Uh -uh. Wow. It's like, whoa. So basically, <laughs> they once... I guess to summarize, he bought a saw, so they're not worried about it anymore. Because they're right. like, oh, I'm going to get free promotion out of you, and I don't have to do anything. So that's why his saw says Harbor Freight on it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he funny. always is like, I was using my Harbor Freight saw. Like, <laughs> no. The short answer is Harvey was nice. They were like, hey, would you like a saw? No strings attached. I don't owe them anything. I don't have to do anything. They yeah. just wanted to support me. I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. That's uh that that totally checks out. That's probably that <laughs> you know, it's funny when you're a content creator, it's like there might be some saw that's like five percent better, but then another company's like, Do you want this one for free? You're like, Yeah, sure, I'll take I'll take the free one. <laughs> Especially if I have no obligations, like I don't have to make yeah. any videos, I don't have yeah. to post anything, I don't have to tag yeah. them in anything. Yeah. I will take well, that's that why I all day. I'm kind of surprised that Jason reached out to uh, Saw Stop and asked for a saw because I feel like at his he must be making a ton of money. Like yeah. to even have like I uh, uh, to have the obligation of having to do something in order to get a saw is probably not worth it for him. But no. who knows? I don't know his business model. 
Yeah. I mean, and you're probably just like, like me that for the most part, I would honestly, I'd rather just pay for my stuff than for sure have the obligation of having to do all this nonsense and then feel like I can't speak my mind about something yeah. underperforming, you know, yeah. I'd as honestly, soon, I'd rather just pay for it. As soon as it comes with a bunch of strings, then it's nope. like, yeah, it's not, it's not worth it. You know, if, right. if you have to you know, talk highly, you know, mention it by name once a month or something like that, or not interested. Yeah. Make sure it gets featured in every video you post. It's like, nah, it's not worth it for me. I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have is that you and I just get paid buckets load of money for every other day to get to get a new tool and like we can get whatever we want. Yes. Yes. Not really. No, no, I, I don't have any. I don't think I I don't have any recurring like setups where companies just like paying me to show their product in videos or anything like that. No. Trying to yeah. get that Rockler thing. Oh, yeah. I, I can't get in contact with them. Yeah. You ever watch people's videos and they're like, and I use my Rockler dowling jig. Every time they say a Rockler product, they get a set amount of money. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just make a video where you just say Rockler, Rockler, Rockler. <laughs> <laughs> Have it on repeat. Yeah. I think there's some Mr. Beats video where he counts from one to a million. So you could have a video be like me saying Rockler a million times. <laughs> make it a youtube short too exactly exactly what's your content oh but. yeah hey i wanted to talk to you so you got the youtube shorts monetization <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i figured it'd be kind of interesting so i had one of my videos do really well basically as soon as monetization turned on right it did really well so right now i'm tracking about a hundred bucks per million views i would say oh that that's better than i am so oh, really? I talked to, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. I was asking Keith Johnson. Uh, I'll share his. Uh, sorry, Keith, if you get pissed off at this, but this is all data. Um, can I not replay it? Oh, I was going to show it to you. Um, he had <laughs> like $60 mm -hmm. last month in YouTube shorts. I had 3.3 million views. Yeah. How much money do you think I got? Uh, are we talking okay so this is the new monetization or the shorts bonus the new monetization okay new monetization 3.5 million views i'd say i don't know 280 bucks 107 dollars and 54 cents mm. you know what it is delayed a couple <laughs> of days though so i think the yeah. views are real time but the the revenue is delayed maybe 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 let me pull up and keep in mind this is Canadian dollars. So six right. million views on my one of my Ooh, shorts. Nice. Yeah, the one of the the tool dying ones. Uh, four hundred and eighty three dollars so far Canadian. Okay, so that's like three hundred ish. Uh, U.S. three three fifty. Yeah, US. probably maybe three fifty something like that. So not yeah. not too far off what you're seeing. What's your, so? What's your RPM? What like uh, nine? Oh, cents? that's good. Let's see. Oh, does it even say that for? Yeah. If you go on the YouTube studio app yeah. and then go all the way over to the revenue tab and then scroll oh, to yeah. video performance. Nine cents. Nine cents. Okay. Nine so cents. I'm at three cents. Nine cents Canadian. So again, you have to do a little, uh, little conversion like there, but cents or so. Yeah. It's interesting. Huh. So there's also, um, 
a certain percentage of that comes from YouTube Premium. I saw that. And some of it's from short. So I wonder, oh, I guess because people who have YouTube Premium probably don't see ads on the short feed. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know. I think I'm going to still do them for a little bit of time because, I, you know, we're, what, 15 days in. Yeah. My only concern, I was having this discussion with people last week, is the vast majority of people who watch YouTube shorts, and this is not meant to put anyone down, are in third world countries. Oh, that, you think so? Well, you can look at them. It's all oh, from okay. like well, Iran and like in the middle or Tehran and like all these other countries and whatever. And we're all concerned that huh. if you're if your audience is predominantly people from those geographies and advertisers don't want to advertise to those people as much because they can't make as much money off of them. Does mm -hmm. that inherently mean that you and I are now going to artific artificially lower the amount of money that we're going to make out of our videos? No, it's just a I, well, theory. I, I wouldn't say so because I think the way it works is that you get paid based on the view, right? So uh -huh. yes, you do earn less money for views in other countries. True. But a view in Iran doesn't uh, exclude you from getting a view in the U.S., right? Valid. So, yes, you are making less money for those other views, but it's in addition to the views that you were already getting. True. If if you follow what I'm saying, like it doesn't yeah. dilute or preclude you from getting other views, essentially. Um, yeah. What kind of so if you look at the top geographies, because I'm looking mine, I don't even well. So 48% of the views come from the United States, 7.5 from the UK, 5.2% from Canada, and then India is 5%, and then Germany's 4.6. So mm. it's nothing too crazy. Uh, I don't know if on the app I can do it by shorts. Mm. I don't know. I might have to do it on the computer. Okay, okay. Well, you know, this is riveting yeah. content for people yeah. at home. It's but, just me reading numbers. Yeah, so, but no, I think it's important for people to, to understand why creators are just blasting out YouTube yeah. shorts. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't want to watch them. <laughs> I so I mean, many some people, people email me. Like, I don't want to watch your shorts. I'm like, I don't want to watch them either. Really? I haven't had anybody say anything about my shorts. Hmm. I mean, I guess you've been on the podcast saying that you don't want to do shorts, so maybe you have it out in the ether that you're not a fan of shorts, so they're, that's why they're messaging you. <laughs> it, it's possible. It's possible. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that's, yeah. that's what's going on. What's yeah. uh, What's been going on in your world, Zach? Uh, not too much. So this past weekend I was away. I did my annual ice fishing trip with my buddies, oh, so it was a good time. I want to hear it. Tell, come on. Tell me about this. Okay, so first of all, unseasonable. I, I'm sure it's the same in Ohio, but unseasonably warm for February. It was almost right? 70 today. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the conversion. It was like 16 degrees here, but I think that's probably yeah, pretty close to like, 70. Yeah, somewhere around. You like double and add 32 or something weird like that. Um, I don't speak French. <laughs> so the ice is very thin. So we rented oh. this cabin. 
uh, yeah. right on a lake and we uh, we phoned up the local like bait and tackle shop and we're like, hey, what's a good lake around here to to go out and do some ice fishing on? Like, you boys better be careful because ice is pretty thin this year. <laughs> so we're like, uh, what do you guys know? You're, you're just the local bait and tackle shop. You don't know anything. We're uh, us right. city slickers are way more informed than you are. So yeah, we start going out. And so we find this big bay that apparently has good fishing on it. We start walking out onto the ice and it uh, immediately like your foot just sinks like three or four inches in and then water starts gushing up. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. So it was it was a little sketchy around the shore. But once we got further out, it started to harden up a little bit. And there was like six inches of ice. So that's enough that you can kind of stand on. So we were out there for probably two, three hours, something like that. Drilled some holes, drank some beers uh, and caught zero fish, which is pretty much par for the course with us. That's a successful uh, fishing trip. Yeah, um, we only had one friend go through the ice a little bit. What two friends? One one of my oh. buddies went out there and close to the shore where the ice is the thinnest. His foot went through, so he dunked his foot. It got a little wet. And then uh, we also so my my friend bought this tent that's like it's basically got uh, eight pull strings on it, and you pull uh-huh. them, and the tent just sets up in seconds. It was pretty amazing. And it's a big, thick tent with no floor on it. So he was he's we tried to set that up so that we could, you know, get a little break from the from the wind. <laughs> and uh, in the process of setting that because we drilled the holes first thing and then we set up the tent. And in the process of doing that, he foot down into the hole that we had oh. just drilled. So that was a good time. But uh, yeah, other than that is great. We did that for like three or three hours or something like that. Then we went back to the cottage we rented, had a big bonfire. So lots of fun. Oh, that's that's it sounds like a blast, man. Yeah, sounds like yeah. a great time. Seven dudes. We got to the cottage. So me and my one friend drove up early. Yeah. We get to the cottage first and we're looking around and we're like, we do a little math and we're like, there's seven of us. There's four beds here. Some of these guys are going to have to sleep on the floor. So you snuggle. Yeah, it's not good. So we did a little bit more searching and we found this very hidden away hallway that led to two more bedrooms. But we obviously being the first guys there with the information, we didn't share that with the rest of the group. So we let them wait until the very last minute before we let. So we basically told them all they were going to have to sleep on the floor. And then at the very last minute before they went to bed, we're like, oh, we're just screwing with you guys. You got some you got your beds for yourself. We thought about doing it on the second day. But we decided we didn't want to start the trip off with a b- bunch of bad blood. <laughs> uh, it makes sense. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. You're, g- you're going to this cottage with, with a group of guys. Yeah. How do you determine who gets each best room? room? Uh, first come, first serve. And the guy who booked it, which was me, gets the best room. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Whoever books it always gets the best room. That is that is the rule 100% and of the time. And then it's first come, first serve. Yeah. Now, is there late. any other system? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why me and my one friend purposely drove up early. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, if I go with people, somebody would be like, oh, I don't like I got I got the the crappy room last time. I was like, yeah, it's because you show up a day late every time we do this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's not it, fair. And we got up there early and then we went and did all the food and booze shopping for everybody. So if anybody complained, we would have thrown them out. You know what drives me nuts is when you What's do this kind of stuff and and there's always the one guy or the one couple who doesn't contribute any food or drink. 
Mm-hmm. Like ours is just like, hey, like usually like each couple like, hey, we'll take care of dinner one night. You take care of breakfast and the yeah. next night and like, yeah. and then you just throw all your drinks in the fridge and just you, you drink whatever. Yes. Yeah. But like you'll have some people that literally just freeload off everybody. They don't bring any food or any drinks. And you're like, yeah. who are you people? And also the golden rule of if you cook, then you don't have to clean. Right. I hate these people who like they'll just they'll sit there, watch you cook a meal. And then they like at the end of the night, they won't start clearing plates and putting garbage away and stuff like that. They'll right. just lay out on the couch. So bad manners. Don't be like those people, everybody. Don't be those people. Yeah. Don't be those people. Oh, yeah. You guys had a good time. Oh, we had a great time. It's you know, you need a good group of guy friends in life. I hang mm-hmm. out with these guys and we just laugh until our sides hurt. We rip on each other. Right. You know, we play pranks on each other. Oh, I should also mention, do you know the game? You'll, you'll, you like a good drinking game, right? Yeah. I've been known to partake. To partake. Cause we have a particularly good drinking game that I think the listeners need to know about. So well, first tell me the name and then I'll try to guess what it is. Oh, we don't really have... There's not really a name for it. It's, so, are you familiar with the children's game uh, Crocodile Dentist? Crocodile Dentist? I, I don't know. Maybe. it It's like a big plastic crocodile that's got a bunch of teeth. And you press the teeth in one at a time, and if you press the wrong tooth, it snaps down on your finger. Stone of a gun. No, I've never seen this. This looks nice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so my buddy bought one of those, and basically you just take turns pressing down teeth, and if it snaps <laughs> down on your finger, then you have to take a shot. <laughs> oh, so it looks like they're 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, about 15 teeth. Yeah, yeah, something something like that. And so here's here's the rub too is that you don't just have to press one tooth. So the optimal situation, so say we're just down to three teeth left. Okay. It's my and it's my turn and you you have the next turn. I can press one tooth down and then if I want, I can then choose to press and I can gamble. I can choose to press another tooth, Ooh. which then puts you in, uh, assuming I don't trigger it, then puts you in a situation where you have to take that last shot. So, oh, you know, wow. once you've had once you've had five or six shots, you start getting pretty cocky, you start pressing down like 10 teeth at once. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but this has to be a pretty quick game. Yeah, I mean, you play with a big ball of booze. It takes a while. Okay. Okay. But uh, but I guess what I'm saying is that does it go like me? I had a tooth, nothing. Zach, you had a tooth, nothing. Next person had a tooth, nothing. So like somebody could be taking a drink like every 30 seconds. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It can go really quickly. You can get four or five shots under your belt in not much time at all. Oh, that's, this is what I'm saying. Like this could be dangerous. Yes. Yeah. It's a very dangerous game. Yeah. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> yes, everybody listening to the sound of my oh. voice, do not overindulge in alcohol. It's only nine dollars at Target. Exactly. It's 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 genius in its simplicity. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I'm Crocodile not. dentist. You know what I hate is when you're hanging out with with people and they're like, "Let's play this play this drinking game." And you're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever." But like, I'm at the age now where like I I want to be sitting down, I want to mm-hmm. be relaxing while I'm playing this game. Like, have a good time. And somebody comes up with this this whole 
boatload of asinine rules. Right. So you're like, yeah. I'm going to need a referee to judge this. Like, can't we just make <laughs> yeah. it simple? Yeah. Can't we just, the, the nice thing about this game is that it's brutally simple. Right. Anybody can start playing it, understand it right away. Probably and, gets your uh, heart pumping too. It gets, it gets your heart. It really does. You know, you're, you got your, and the thing is you can feel when you press the tooth, when you first press it, there's a little bit more resistance on the one that snaps it down. So we have a rule that as soon as you touch a tooth, you can't pull your finger off. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I want to know the, the tech aspect of the croc. How right? does it work? I know that's so I've been wanting to buy one to take it apart and figure out if there's a way that I can hack the system so that I never have to take another shot again. Yeah, yeah, true. Does it it have batteries? No, completely automatic. I've also seen uh, guys take razor blades and (laughs) stick them in place of the top row of teeth so that there are actual real consequences to it other than just taking a shot, which I would never do, but... (laughs) Okay. So it looks like it has some sort of a geared mechanism. Oh, did you find it? Inside it. Yeah, I found a whole. Oh, it's a YouTube video. I'm not watching that right now. Oh, yeah. Look at that. See, this is the thing. I'm going to have to figure out the algorithm for it. There's, there's got to be saying. a way you can cheat it. There's got to be a way you can cheat it. So like, oh, after it hits thir- 213, it always goes to 27 after that or something. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. From my five second thing that i've seen here it appears that there's some sort of wheel that has some gaps in it Mm -hmm. and as you press down teeth it basically spins the wheel oh and so like every so many like cogs on this gear then it has like an open one and that's when the thing falls okay so it actually changes okay so i was under the impression that there was always one tooth that could potentially do it but it seems like it's what a yours? series of taps. Ah, interesting. Interesting. So hypothetically, you could just hit the same tooth every single time. And it would just be like, how many times did you hit that tooth before right. the crocodile came? Right. Out? It's interesting because you play the game uh, enough and you start to get your super superstitions. You're like, oh, I, I had a tooth that I called Old Faithful that I would always press that never, <laughs> never triggered it on me. So but I that could was be just completely wrong. Well, I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at a photo here too, and it looks like a, you're right. That's funny. I don't. I guess so. There's like trivia that goes with this or something. Oh, How really? are you actually supposed to play the crocodile game? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I think it's the- just like the pain of it snapping down on your finger is supposed to be the 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 like pain for losing oh. for a hot sticks. second i definitely thought you're going to be talking about hungry hungry hippos no i don't know how you'd make a drinking game out of hungry hungry hippos but i'd love to see somebody try maybe there's like um different color balls that if you get a specific color like if you get the purple marble you have to drink or something like that or you get a hand out the drink to somebody or Hand out the tree. Yeah, that that would be good. Yeah, because otherwise, if it was if you got the purple marble, you could just not play, and then you could not have to take any shots. This could be a good game at WorkbenchCon. We get one of these crocodile dentists and just go around and be like, "You want to press a tooth?" (laughs) People be like, "Yeah, what for?" Yeah, just go around with a two six and a crocodile dentist, and we can make some friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, there's something I I I just found about out about a couple of days ago that I want to tell you about. Have What's you that? heard of this guy? I know you're a tech guy, so I mm-hmm. thought you'd think this is pretty gnarly. Have you heard of something called? Well, the brand I know is called Dot. Dot? No, I don't think so. Okay, so the concept of it is it's you can get like a a card. Or mm-hmm. what I got is this little sticker. It's like the size of like a like a I guess you call them loonies. Yeah, it's like the yeah. size of a loony. Um, and it's a RFID thing. Oh, so you can okay. put it on like the back of your phone or like between your phone and your phone case. So right. If we meet somebody at WorkbenchCon. They're like, oh, like what's your your Instagram? What's your YouTube or whatever? I can just put my phone close to theirs, and now that I have that dot RFID. Th- thing it'll instantly pull up like a landing page where it'll be like eric spensley oh. all of my different social media handles like my my email whatever okay, contact okay. information i want to give them dude oh that's really twenty dollars cool. no monthly so, fee is it just dot dot yeah i think it's what's called oh no, that's the I just least that's the least searchable uh, dude dot card dot card Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, okay. I'm for sure getting one of those. So it's funny. I was actually hanging out with my uncle yesterday and he was telling me about this guy he met and he said he had a business card that did something similar. It's like he just tapped his business card on my right. phone. And it. so I wonder if this is the, the same thing. Do you think it's thin enough that you could put in a card? So, so if you go to on the website, if you go to shop, oh, they have, yeah, they, they have cards. card. Then they oh, have the sick. classic, which is this like kind of like rounded thing that it's more um, geared towards like restaurants. You could put it on the table to pull yeah. up the menu. But then they oh, got, I got awesome. the dot thin, which okay. is uh, thin Just enough to put between your phone and your phone case. So like you'll never lose it. So cool. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of these. Dude. I'm going to get a dot thin. I'm going to get a dot card. Might you even throw some a, dot- uh, a package like a bundle oh yeah yeah you can look at that dude that is so cool yeah well, thank you for letting me know about that I, well, yeah for sure because i got stickers and stuff and i'm like this is gonna be way easier where you meet somebody and they're like so i noticed it this this uh last week well you're like oh yeah oh you're on youtube i had no idea you had a youtube channel i saw you on instagram and i'm like yeah. oh what's your channel and i'm like there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah. So how does it work when they scan it on their phone? Yeah. D- does it take you to, are you familiar with like Linktree where it's like a website with a bunch of right. links? Is is it something like that? Yeah. It's effectively like a Linktree. I think if you go on okay. their main, their homepage, you can kind of see what it looks like, but you can totally like customize the look of it. So yeah, it'd basically be like, pull up your, Oh, it'd be like Zach. And I'd be like, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, cool. email address, you know, any other links that you want to put in there. And then if somebody just wants to download your contact, like save it in their phone, you just hit save contact. You know, boom, we'll have all the cool. info. In there. Now, could, is there potential to prank somebody with this? Like, could you get one of these dots assigned to some horrible website and then tap it to their phone and boom, all of a sudden it pulls up some horrible images on their phone? So... Yes. However, <laughs> okay, okay. Taking notes what over I've here. seen is like if you if you have your phone and then like you touch it to the back, like a pop up will come up on your phone that says like RFID chip. And then you have to like click on it 
to go to whatever the website gotcha. that the thing is linked to. It doesn't gotcha, just gotcha. like instantly pull it up. Um, uh, and then, okay, so, and then how does it not trip trigger your phone? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe because it's always next to your phone. Yeah, just like, th- like the first, I wonder if the first time you apply it, it maybe comes up, but then after that, it's just always there, so it doesn't read it. Yeah. I don't It'll know how the technology works. Cool. Well, I thought it was pretty cool. I figured for twenty dollars, dude. Yeah. Even if I only use it at WorkbenchCon, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. That's going to save you off, so much time. Oh my god, I know, I know. I, I yeah. You know, so I'm getting ready to move. I feel bad about this too. Uh, so we're getting ready to move. I'm cleaning out a bunch of closets. Feels great, by the way. You know, go oh, through man. all your closets, just throw stuff out. I opened up this drawer in my toolbox, and I found, and I kid you not, it was a pile of stickers this tall. And there were so many of them from WorkbenchCon the first time I went. And I'm like, it's been three years, two, three years, whatever it is. I haven't stuck these up anywhere. I don't want to move them. I just toss them all out. I know. (laughs) So I I think maybe when we're at work, we should be a little discriminate. Like, do you actually want this sticker when we we give them? Oh, like when we get back to the room at night? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. I don't put stickers anywhere. I just think it's an eyesore. I know. I know. I like people who have like there. There was some like people do like a sticker wall in their shop and stuff like that, which I think yeah. is kind of cool. It's a nice gesture, but I just never got around to doing it. And I'm a I'm kind of a little bit of a neat freak, as you probably know. So I'm the same way. I'm yeah, same I like way. things simple. And yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. So you mentioned talking about what time we got. Oh, we got yeah. five minutes. We got five minutes left. All right. Uh, well, did we want to answer, or did I already answer this? Yeah, you Michael already. Orlando wanted to know how is Festool's new track saw. Yeah. Should I cover that real quick, or did, did yeah, I well, did you? That? I th- well, you told me it was pretty awesome, so I think so. Well, w- you talked about the one for cutting laminate. You didn't talk about the yes. the TS sixty. So the TS sixty, hate to say it, it's literally the exact same thing. Okay. TS fifty five. Okay. Other than the blades, a little bigger. Five millimeters extra depth. I'm guessing based on the name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that's cool. That's it. Sixty it's millimeters nice. is two inches, I think. Right. Pretty close to. See, I, I'm the Canadian uh, in this conversation. Uh, I should know. It's, uh, it, I think it's like two and three eighths or two yep. and a quarter inch depth. It's they made it so you can cut through um, an LVL beam. Oh, that's cool. That's uh, LVL beam in miter, I would think. Or yeah, yeah, okay. Because LVL is one and seven eighths, I think. Right, because it's what it's a inch and a half, and then just under it's like twenty three, or it's what like thirteen thirty seconds thick on each side with a plywood or something weird like right, that. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What's yeah, it's uh, just under two inches. What's the price point on the new TS60? It's gonna hurt. Uh, I don't think it's announced. Oh, they don't even have it's that new. Eh? They don't even have it yeah. released yet. Most of the tools, they didn't even know when they're gonna come out. They're just oh, like really? yeah, sometime in 2023. Huh. I yeah. w- I've, I would love to be part of a big organization like that to know like tools done. Like obviously they have production versions of it ready to go because you're trying them out. Right. So I'd love to know what the delay, what, what is that delay between tool being done and then getting it to mass market? I don't know. 
I don't might know. be a logistics thing. Like, I don't know if the, I don't know where they manufacture their tools. So maybe it's hard to get them in from Germany or where they're, they're Germany, actually being yeah. built. Yeah. I know that uh, we were talking to Sedge and he was saying that he does a lot of testing and training on tools that might be three, four years down the line. Oh, wow. Crazy. So like they, they already have to have some sort of a production yeah. run for somebody to be training on it this far ahead of time. Yeah, true. Kind of neat. Yeah, very neat. Gotta find I, just, I don't know. I think I wish more tool brands did that kind of stuff, like invested mm-hmm. more time into teaching and showing people how to use their tools because there are so many like nuanced things yeah. that until somebody shows you, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that my tool had that feature. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, these days, like, I don't know, nobody reads the manual, right? Which is (laughs) probably where you would learn these things in theory. But it's, you know, having that human touch of somebody to explain it is is really nice. So, yeah, you're right. More companies should do that. And it happens to me all the time. Like, you have some tool, you're like, I don't know what this little dial on the side of it does. Oh yeah, and you're like you said, you're not gonna re- you're not gonna read the instruction <laughs> the man- manual. Like, yeah, not yeah. time to do that. Like I know on my track so saw tips and tricks. on my little Dewalt track saw. There's like a little dial on the bottom of it. I have no idea what it's there for. But a I'm dial on the bottom. Yeah, maybe dial is not the right word. It like it'll it's a knob that rotates like ninety degrees. I don't. It's it's weird. I'd have to show you in person. Is that the one that if you're using a miter, it locks your ta- your saw to the track so it doesn't fall over? That would make sense. That would make sense. I don't I know. You, if, I know the Makita has that one. I bet you that's exactly what it is. Because whenever I use it in a miter configuration, I always have to have my hand on the base of it to make sure off. it doesn't tip over. So you're probably right. That's probably exactly what it is. Um, it also could be... Does the DeWalt one have those little like cams that tighten how tight it is on the track? Uh, I don't think so. On the track, I don't think there's, I don't think there is any slop on the track. It's pretty tightly machined. Hmm. DeWalt track saw (laughs) cam under deck. Uh, I can't find anything quickly. Anyways, but the point is this, this happens on basically every tool you have. There's some sort of setting on it and you're not sure exactly what it does. Right. You know what I still can just baffles me. What's that? Adjust micro adjusting a plunge router. Okay. So like you plunge it, right. And then you have the little, little stick that you can like tighten Mm -hmm. down with the turrets and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then you can like micro adjust it. And I always mess up the order of operations. Yeah. 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 Me too. So, so that I'm like, damn it. Now this is, you yeah. know, I'm not going to be able to go 128 up. Now. Yeah. My drill press has the same thing. And I do, I do it all the time. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, it drives me nuts. It's one of those things, like, I'm sure if I used it every day, I would remember, but it's a tool that I bring out, like, you know, once every three months. I'm like, how does this right. damn thing work again? Right, right. Yeah. Dude, you know what I just finally used for the first time that I got, like, months ago? What? Is that Festool router. Oh, yeah. That's probably so, pretty nice, eh? 
it will, it feels nice. But so the reason I wanted it was because everybody's like the dust collection is crazy. I'm like, oh, it's, oh. it's an effing router, man. Like it's, yeah. you can't make that big of a difference, right? Yeah. Dude, I, my buddy gave me this chessboard and he was like, hey, will you put this like edge profile on it? So I was like, yeah, sure. So I tested it once. I did it on Instagram where like I made a pass with no dust collection and just okay. spewing oh, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And then I put the hose and the little like cup thingy that goes on underneath it. Dude, there wasn't a piece of dust anywhere. That's cool. I'm I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I want to see this thing. Is it the big it, one? It's like uh, I got the the ten ten, which is like the one okay. one and a half horsepower one. Cool. Well, the, yeah. The oh, I see. It's got a little cup that like comes up off the base. That's neat. So like, yeah, and you can remove it. So if you're doing edge profiles, it has like a cup that basically surrounds the bottom of the bit oh. and it has a thing that goes on top of the bit. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It works. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I have the, so I have the DeWalt cordless router that I yeah. use for a lot of edge profiles and it's got a dust collection system, but it's the biggest pain in the ass in the world to attach and take off mm. you've got two threaded nuts and little thumb screws on them mm. and they have the world's longest threads on them so every time you want to do it you have to sit there for like i don't know oh. a minute per thumb screw just doing like just twisting your fingers over and over again it's really annoying you're gonna get hand cramps just putting the thing on exactly exactly oh, so thus i usually don't run it <laughs> right I'm just like i'll just sweep up the dust afterwards it'll be easier <laughs> Just do the put your safety squints on and close your mouth, right? That's right. That's right. You can't breathe harmful dust in if you're not breathing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> but uh, well, we got a boatload of questions for the after show. What do you yes. say we we wrap it up here, head over to the after show? Okay, that sounds like a great idea to me. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week, or we'll see you over at the after show. Mm-hmm. Send us some questions. Send us emails. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. See you guys. See you, everybody.